Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. another episode of the Music from the Goddesses of All podcast. I'm your host, Midnight Star. What you heard was Solitary Motel by Emerald Rose. And yes, it does sound like Elvis Presley's Heartbreak Hotel. Now, today's episode isn't going to be about solitary Wicca, but comedic Wicca. I'll explain what comedic paganism is. But first, I'm going to have you listen to Eye of Rob by the Moors. Thank you. 
Kemetic paganism is also known as Netarism or Egyptian Neopaganism. You can now guess that it's a contemporary revival of the ancient Egyptian religion. And their goal is to restore ancient Kemetic Egyptian religious practices. There isn't any information on the history of modern-day Kemeticism, so you would have to look it up yourself online. Kemeticism sometimes incorporates elements from Wicca, New Age, and Yoga. And there are several main groups of Kemetic believers ranging from eclectic to reconstructionist. However, there are three main strains, Kemetic Yoga, Reconstructionist, and Orthodoxy. Like all pagans, they do have a private altar in their home, where food, offerings, and prayers are made daily to their Egyptian deity. Here's a song about one deity from Alexian pagan called Bast.
Elven Moss, my matron goddess, mistress of happiness, I invoke thee and call upon thee to banish the evil that afflicts our world, our minds, and our souls. With your graceful stealth, anticipate the moves of all who would wrong we, the children of light, and bind them from us. Bestow upon us the joy of song and dance, and implant within us a deep caring for all other life forms. Blessed be. guide of the week. Since the theme today is Kemetic, why not stick with it and talk about the ancient Egyptian goddess Mat. Her name is spelled M-A-apostrophe-A-T. She is the goddess of truth, natural, ethical, and moral law. And she also rules the state of grace. Her name is translated as truth, genuine, or the real thing. Mat is described as a beautiful woman who may have wings or may have a feather on her head. She is most famous for a part she played in the ancient Egyptian life after death trials. It's when a dead person is in final judgment. They meet up with the god Anubis, who then weighs their heart against the feather of Mat. The heart must equal the feather for one to go further into the afterlife. What you can offer Mat on your altar are the following. For drinks, either beer, wine, water, or milk. For food, bread, biscuit, figs, beef, dates, grapes, honey, onions, and salt. Other items you can put on your altar are a statue of Mat, incense, wood, flowers, jewelry, and oil-based perfumes. That is it for now. Stay tuned for another Spirit Guide of the Week. 
was Jana Runalis with Long Wing Feathers. This next segment is all about how to be comedic. I got this information on wikihow.com. However, what I'm about to say is not just how to be a comedic Wiccan, but how to be pagan in general. So for all of you thinking of becoming pagan Wiccan or comedic, here's how to be one. The first, and I don't want to stress this enough, is to learn about the faith. Otherwise, read, read, read. And read books from those that practice Kemetic or Wicca. Do not read anything from J.K. Rowling. That's more for entertainment purposes. Rather, authors like Henry Frankfurt or Richard A. Wilkinson, if you want to be a pagan, read books by Starhawk, Raymond Buckland, Scott Cunningham, and more. And don't think that you can join paganism in general because you want to be Harry Potter or any of the characters from Charmed or The Craft. That is one of the wrong reasons to join. 
Number two is to open your mind to the concept of magic. We pagans do not view magic as in something that will appear magically within seconds when you do a spell. If that's why you want to join Kemetism or paganism, that's another wrong reason to do so. We pagans think that changing of the seasons is magic. We view honoring our deities as magic. We view every mundane thing in life as magic. Number three, research online. There are lots of places to research Kemetism online. Here are two pages that you can look at. Kemetic.org and theearthcenter.org forward slash Kemetic Perspective. For paganism, there is pathios.org, thoughtco.com, wildhunt.org, witchfox.com, and many others. Online research is where you can also find local groups in your area. But be sure to ask questions first. For paganism, please ask if they do it skyclad. You don't want to be surprised when you meet them in person with no clothes on. Number four is to take online classes. Now this is for those that live in small towns. For others that live in cities, you can find someone who is willing to teach you Kemeticism or paganism. Number five is to visit a local shrine or temple. You can also join in a ritual to see what it is like. It's also for you to feel if this is the right spiritual path for you. Number six, or one of part two on the site, is to live in harmony with creation. Seeking the best life for everyone. Do something positive for your community like volunteering. However, as I am reading this paragraph on the website, it sounds like they want you to share your spirituality with everyone else, almost like a Jehovah's Witness. Please don't do that. Not everyone will share in your love of Kemeticism or paganism. The next is to choose your god or goddess you wish to honor. Kemeticism and paganism are both polytheistic, and this is also personal to you as to whom to choose to worship. You can go online to find information on all the Egyptian gods or goddesses, or any pantheon of deities and paganism in general. That's one way to find your deity. Another is to do a meditation. Plus, there are many other different ways to find your god or goddess. The next one is to set up your shrine or altar. Find a statue, icon, or picture of your deity. Add incense, stones, herbs, whatever you want on your altar. If you want more information on pagan or comedic altar settings, you can go online to find out where to put what. Next is to give offerings to the god or goddess. By this, you can eat or drink the food yourself, or you can leave the food offering outside. The next one is to perform a daily set of prayers. If you have a busy life, set some time to do it either early in the morning or late at night, just for a few minutes. I am not going to go into the rest of what is said on the website. You can find out more by visiting wikihow.com forward slash b dash comedic. Here's Sharon Knight and T. Thorn Coyle with Osiris Lives. Red barley and grape on the vine, green waters of the rising Nile. Red barley and grape on the vine, green waters of the rising Nile. Osiris lives, Osiris returns, what is true will never die. Osiris lives, Osiris returns, what is true will never die. Red body and grape on the vine. 
Today's dream symbol is fences. Fences in dreams have two meanings. One symbolizes an obstacle or barrier that is standing in your path. In other words, feeling being fenced in. The second meaning signifies your need for privacy in your real life. To dream that you are building a fence means that you are building a solid foundation for your success. To dream that there is a hole in a fence signifies being able to overcome and conquer whatever obstacle is in your path. To dream that you are climbing a fence literally means success in your waking life. If you dreamed that you are climbing over a fence signifies that you have succeeded in your desires in a not so legitimate way. To dream that you are on the fence literally symbolizes that you are undecided about something. To dream that you fall from a fence means that you are way over your head in regards to some waking life project that you are dealing with right now. And to dream that you see a fence in water means that there is an emotional barrier that you are building around yourself. That is it for this week's dream symbol. If you want a dream for me to interpret and maybe have a dream symbol featured, the contact information will be mentioned at the end of the show. So keep dreaming.
Here's another myth. This next story comes from youexpress.com. This Egyptian folktale is called Stronger Than Fate. Once upon a time, the queen of Egypt gave birth to a baby boy. The fairies gathered around the child to bless him, but one of the fairies shook her head. I fear it is the prince's fate to die by crocodile or serpent or dog, the fairy said. We can do nothing. The king and queen were heartbroken and decided not to tempt fate. They built a castle atop a mountain and hired men to guard it day and night. And there the young prince lived, protected. One day the boy noticed a dog playing outside his window. At once he wished to have a dog, and since the king and queen never denied him a wish, they decided to grant this as well. They found him a puppy and trained him to protect the prince. The prince and his puppy were great friends. But one day when he was 20, the prince told his father he longed to see the world. I know about the prophecy, he said, but my dog will protect me. Again, the king could not refuse. He sent the prince and his dog by ship to the other side of the Nile. There, a beautiful horse awaited him, and with his dog by his side, the prince rode everywhere. He was delighted by all he saw. One day, while visiting a foreign land, he fell in love with the princess, and she fell in love with him. I wish to marry you, the prince told her, but my fate is to die at the hands of a crocodile, a serpent, or a dog. You must not marry me. But the princess loved him dearly. We shall resist fate, she said. True love can conquer anything, so long as we believe it can. And so they married. A few years passed, and the prince learned his father was ill. He and his wife traveled to visit him in Egypt. One night, while they were fast asleep in the palace, the princess suddenly heard a sound that woke her. She stared into the darkness and spied a serpent coiled in the corner. She tried to recall all she had learned from the fairies. Quickly, she remembered that serpents couldn't resist milk. So she slipped out of bed and filled a bowl with milk. When the creature saw the bowl, it began to lap it up so quickly that the princess was sure it would choke to death. When the serpent had finished the milk, it fell fast asleep, and the princess summoned the guards to capture it and send it far away. She had saved her husband from his deadly fate. Sadly, the king died the next day. The prince began his rule. One day, when he was out hunting with one of his dogs, he suddenly tripped over a log on the riverbank. To his astonishment, he heard a voice. This dog was in truth a crocodile, and it said, You cannot escape fate. Wherever you go, I will find you, and your only safety is a hole in the sand filled with water that never dissolves. Terrified, the prince shared this news with his wife. I'm doomed, he said, but she was determined to save him. There's nothing we cannot overcome, she said, remembering a plant her fairy godmother had told her about. The four-leafed herb grew in the desert and could keep water in the pit for one whole year. The next day, the princess set out to find it. She left in the middle of the night, guided by the starlight. She rode her snow-white donkey west toward the desert, encouraging her poor exhausted donkey with kind words. 
I will love you as I love the prince, she promised the donkey as they traveled on, enduring heat and storms and thirst. At last they came to a mountain that cast a cool shadow. The plant grew at the very top of the mountain, but it was surrounded by a deep chasm. The princess, however, had carried along a rope. She made a noose with one end and tossed the other across the chasm with all her strength. It caught on the branch. Trusting this to hold her weight, she climbed across the chasm. A fierce wind assailed her, and still she climbed. Blinded by sand, she felt her way up the mountain to the very top. She climbed on until she felt plants beneath her feet. And taking one, she counted leaves. One, two, three, four, her heart pounding. She held fast to the plant and slid down the rock, leaping over the chasm and mounted her donkey. Let's go, she cried. They rode across the desert. Back home, the princess saw her beloved standing near the riverbed beside a pit of sand he had dug. Beside the pit was the pot of water, and only a short distance away stood the crocodile, its mouth watering. The princess ran to the hole. Pour in the water, she said, and as the prince did, she tossed in the plant. Sure enough, the water did not seep through the sand, but remained. The angry crocodile plunged back into the river and swam away. The prince stared at his wife with gratitude and love. With her strength and commitment, he had overcome the second of the three fates that the fairies predicted so long ago. Suddenly, a wild duck flew past. The prince's dog began to chase the duck, and he ran into his master's legs. The prince and his dog both lost their balance and fell into the river, where mud and rushes caught them. It seemed that they might drown, but there was the princess with the rope in her hand. She cast the rope to her beloved and pulled him and his dog ashore. Again the prince stared into his wife's eyes. Your love is stronger than my fate, he said. This is true, she said with a smile, and they lived happily ever after.
That was The Tale of Fate, Folk Song Awaits by Hagelis Wurundance. Before that, you heard Gateway by Dragon Ritual Drummers. It's the end of this show. Again, I'm your host, Midnight Star. If you have a suggestion for a topic, spirit guide, or dream symbol, or you just want to like, share, or comment, you can do so on the Music from the Goddesses Vault Facebook page, or you can tweet me at Goddess Vault. You can also contact me through iTunes, SoundCloud, MixCloud, Podomatic, Speaker, Audio Mac, or wherever you hear this podcast. I'm going to leave you with Anubis by Lucifer. Blessed be.
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.